You are listening to a podcast from Camden Community Radio. www.ccradio.org You are now about to begin the great adventure, the journey out of your mind. We are not experts and we have zero psychological training and we're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Welcome to Tearing Us Apart. That was great. Okay, yeah, great. good take. Good take. Welcome to another episode of Tearing Us Apart, the show where Freddie and I, Violet, go through some interesting psychological theories from generations of people trying to figure out what's going on. And this week... I am bringing to Freddie the Myers-Briggs test, and I want to find out whether it's just a load of nonsense, as some people think it is, or whether there's actually something interesting that we can get out of knowing what kind of psychological types we are. Okay, brilliant. Well, I, um, as far as this goes, yeah, I definitely... I fall firmly into the camp of this Myers-Briggs thing all being... Um, a load of rubbish though i know nothing about it so i'm curious and I, and, I'm, and and that's why <laughs> i've never that's why i've never taken a test either i think this is a lot already about what result you're going to get from this test the myers briggs test is a test that was invented by Catherine briggs and isabel briggs mayers who were a mother and daughter team and they created it out of the theory of carl jung uh, nice little throwback there to an earlier episode. Yep. And these eight different kinds of preferences you could have for four different parts of your life. So he wrote about these in a book called Psychological Types in 1921. And there was not really a lot of proper procedure that went behind coming up with these types it was all well it all came out of his own observances of people that he had interactions with and people um, that he'd studied but a lot of it was kind of anecdotal rather than being kind of provable yeah that makes sense yeah it does that's interesting so so this starts with something Carl Jung wrote about the type of people that we are well, yeah, there you go. It's not so much of just a random horoscope. I thought they were just dreamed up by some sort of middle manager somewhere, you know, getting no. together with an HR department and a and a PowerPoint and a soul-destroying away day. Well, I mean, that's how it's used now, and that is definitely how I came to do the test. Um, <laughs> so what was Carl banging on about? So Carl was banging on about these four preferences and he said that you'd have one of two quite opposite ways of being towards each one. So the first one was called energizing or your motivation. So it's what gives you energy. So is it being very extroverted and being around people or is it being very introverted? Yeah. That one's pretty That's the classic. Do you think you're an extrovert or an introvert? I, I know I'm an introvert. Very strong assertion. If I'm not an introvert, then, you know, my world falls apart. I mean, <laughs> I'm sitting in a room alone where I sit most of the day quite happily talking to myself and I get annoyed when people turn up. 
just I've mic'd you up this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next preference, the second of the four, is attending or acquiring information or inferring meaning. So this is how you get your information from the world. Do you do that in the form of sensing or do you do it through intuition? I've got a list here. There's a website called changingminds.org, which is good if you want to find out more about it. So basically, with senses, they'll want to see a lot of evidence and like practical and realistic things like facts and like details and examples. And they'll kind of want to see like a logical sequence of steps to come to their conclusions. Yeah. And then people who are more into like intuition kind of work more with like gut feelings or like being presented with a broad view and then they'll make their decision based on the broad view rather than seeing every little detail. I'm on the fence with this one. If I had to pick, I'd say I was a, a sensor. I'd say that, you know, in an ideal world, I look at the details, but um, these days I'm so bored of everything. I usually just say the first thing that comes into my head. <laughs> okay. So you think you're a sensor? I think so. I and think you want to have you want to have the details. I want to have the details. Yeah, I do. I do. I don't. I don't. Okay. I. I believe in details, even if I don't actually read them. So if someone was like, "Let's go on holiday. We're gonna go to this place," would you be like, "Okay, that sounds great," or would you be like, "What are we gonna do in that place?" Ah, yeah. I mean, I've I've learned a lesson from a recent holiday, and I would definitely <laughs> want to look into the details. Or at least, okay. yeah, at least have a concrete idea of what we were going to do there. Yeah. Okay, cool. I would say you're a sensor then, yeah. as you say. The next one is kind of similar, but two different sorts of feelings. So it's again about decisions and how you formulate intent is how he puts it. It's whether you think a lot, if you're quite tough-minded and you use a lot of logic and the decisions that you make are based in that logic or whether you take a more emotive feeling. So whether you kind of, it is again a little bit more like an instinct. It's like being empathetic and thinking about how the things you do will affect others as well as thinking about it in a logical way. Huh. So what sort of decisions would these be that were facing me for this one? So say if you were a manager in a company, I right. guess, to take a work-based example, it would be thinking, do I take this client who is really bad in terms of their ethics, but they're going to give my company a lot of money? Or do you say, well, none of my people want to work on this project because they're really bad ethically. And so I should probably say no to it, even though it will mean less money. I guess it would be that kind of decision. Yeah. Um, if my people want to get paid, they gotta they gotta uh, shovel <laughs> some shit. So <laughs> let's take Thinking. the money and all stop moaning. Nice. Okay, so you're an IST so far. Oh, uh, and then I'm the a final. What? Well, no, no, I don't. I don't know this for you sure. Need to go this to your is, doctor. This with is that. your own assessment. <laughs> um, and then the last one is your living preference. So. Do you like to live a very ordered, scheduled, structured life? You no. kind of figured out what you're doing day to day. Or do you prefer having a lot of free time, being flexible with your plans and like not having to schedule too far in advance? Flexible with your time. Yeah, I hate planning. Okay. That's, why, that's why I never do anything. 
That's why I spend my whole time. That's why I spend my whole time alone. I've realised is because all my friends make plans in advance, and then when I ask them, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow?" they've got plans. Okay, but it's like people who make. Plans, it did take you a long time to log into this、uh, recording today. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, but I feel like all these people in the world who make all these plans in advance should leave time in their diaries for the people who don't make the plans. <laughs> this is a good. I thought you were just going to say should leave. No, just leave. I understand they have this like compulsion to plan their lives out, but they,、uh, <laughs> but otherwise you're just going to have all these people left sitting around on their on their tods like me, because <laughs> <laughs> we never plan anything. Fair. What are we、okay. supposed to do? So, I feel like you've got quite a strong feeling of who you are already, but. I think you should also do the test just to make sure、okay. to see if you come up with any surprising answers. Okay, yeah, I'm up for that. So, what, where do I, how do I do this? So, if you go to sixteenpersonalities.com. Oh right, I don't like, I don't read the tea leaves. Not yet. Not yet. Sixteenpersonalities.com. Oh yes, free、mm-hmm. personality test type. Take the test. You enjoy vibrant social events with lots of people. Well, if they're vibrant, yes. <laughs> if it didn't have that adjective,、oh. if it didn't、oh. have that adjective, you're affectionate with people you care about. Yeah, not really. Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> in your opinion, it's sometimes okay to step on others to get ahead in life. I disagree with that. You don't. You shouldn't. You know, shit on people on your way up the ladder because they'll shit on you and when you're going down or whatever the saying is. <laughs> and I'm ready to see my results. Shall I press the button? Yeah, go for it. I'm ready. I am a mediator. I am an INFPA. That's what I am. But an I. I'm an INFPT. Which I、okay. think basically just means that I care more about what people think. How do you feel about the description? What description have you got? Mediator personalities are true idealists, always looking for a hint of good, even in the worst of people and events, searching for ways to make things better. While they may be perceived as calm, reserved, or even shy, mediators have an inner flame and passion that can truly shine. The risk of feeling misunderstood is unfortunately high for mediator-type personalities. When they find like-minded people to spend their time with, the harmony they feel will be a fountain of joy and inspiration. So you thought that you were going to be an ISTP from our pre-screening, which <laughs> is a bold and practical experimenter and a master of all kinds of tools. Man, I wish I was that. This mediator one sounds rubbish. <laughs> But instead, you got an INFP,、oh. which is yeah. So when I first took this test about three, four, five years ago, a long time ago, I was an INFJ, and I was quite happy with that with that result because it was like there's only like one percent of people who are this person, and you're like mystical and like a mystery, and like everyone looks up to you, and I was like, that sounds pretty good. So I just didn't take this test again until last night, when I my results had changed a lot. Oh no! I last took it, and yeah, 
like I've gone, I used to be very scheduled and like stick to deadlines and stuff, which I still do to a certain extent. But yeah, I guess more recently I must have just started becoming more flexible, which is basically something that a lot of people say about these, this test is that your result just changes depending on where you are. It's not really a personality test. It's more like an assessment of how you're doing like right now kind of thing. Yeah. That makes sense. I can imagine it would depend what mood you were in when you took it as well. Yeah. Like if you just had a terrible breakup, I think you'd probably, you know, a lot of those questions you'd feel differently about. For instance, you know, if you're in a very emotional state about some of them, you'd feel like, you know. I think the problem might have happened when the original preference scale as made by Jung was turned into a personality test. Because I think you wouldn't say that someone could have multiple, multiple personalities unless they were actually disordered. But I think you can have multiple preferences depending on situations. So I don't think they're actually mutually exclusive all the time. Ah. By creating it into a personality test, I think it makes those decisions more concrete in one person than they were maybe first intentioned to be. Do you know what? It's funny because I had actually put off doing one of these tests in some sort of mild, I think, I think when it first I heard about them, I suppose I was still kind of finding out who I was. And I guess Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be, I didn't want, you know, to, I suppose, you know, my mum always told me not to meddle with um, Ouija boards. And uh, (laughs) I think I just extended that to don't go meddling with, uh, you know, this stuff, because what if... um, uh, you ended up kind of believing the type of personality that it told you you were and then that ended up affecting how you behave. Um, yeah. But so anyway, yeah, I, I did certainly feel a, a sense of deflation when I found when I just saw that I was a mediator <laughs> and some crappy little graphic. Um, uh, and it was like, oh God, is this really what I boil down to? Um, mediator, a happy medium. I, I don't even mind. It's not that I mind being a mediator. It's just when you see a little graphic and some... Um, bland text you're like yeah I kind of hope that there's more to me than this Uh, that definitely makes sense and I get totally what you mean by having now that idea in your head and maybe like subconsciously you might start acting like that yeah think like start acting in a certain way knowing that I think when I very first took it I was also just like absolutely no idea who I was as any 20 year old should be and I got this one that was like the INFJ one and it was the one that Carl Jung himself was and it was like, oh, just like 1%. And I was like, oh, well, that's obviously me and this obviously accounts for all of the, you know, social problems or whatever that I had at that time. And I don't know, I think I did feel like a really strong sense of connection to that, but I think I had that connection with it because I didn't know who I was, and this was like very very neatly packaging up that for me. I can relate to that. That's like when you when you read a book and there's a character in a book that you really relate to, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you were kind of And then you're kind of like, "Oh, what would what would this character do in my situation?" But also, that's exactly what they give you as well. They give you characters. Like, at the end of your test, it's like, oh, you're like, I think I got, like, Alanis Morissette and, like, Martin Luther King and, like, 
Carl Jung at the end when I first did it. And I was like, oh my God, these are amazing people. <laughs> like, obviously I want to be like them. And I've retaken it and I've got like, I don't know, Arwen out of Lord of the Rings or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't quite identify with this. I think I got I think we've got Anne of Anne of Green Gables as well. So yeah. you know, we've got all the great ones. I've got like um, Frodo Baggins and Alicia Keys. And, yeah, there we and go. Johnny Depp. How can he be he should not be in this category. Surely he should be in his own category. It's misunderstood. Yeah. But yeah, so I get the appeal, but I think unless you get the one that you want to get, you're probably not going to get that connection. And I don't think, yeah, I don't think that people can be so firmly categorized I think that as they maybe want to be. I'd like to see a lot more evidence or arguments for, yeah, for the granularity of it. Like, um, at what point splitting people up and splitting people up into finer and finer groups becomes kind of meaningless. Yeah, and thinking that people are kind of like final in their personality when actually people are always changing. Evolving. Uh Uh-huh. That's all we're here to do. (laughs) So, yes. That is what I brought to the show. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's been a kind of crushing disappointment. Um, but but a fun one nonetheless. <laughs> but a fun one nonetheless, and certainly something to go away and think about. Join us next time as we tear ourselves apart a little bit more for your listening enjoyment. <laughs> Bye! Bye. <laughs>